Sentire Media. Here we go. We did it. We did another one. How about it? Thank you Shocking. so much for downloading our podcast from Italy. My name is Jason. I'm joined by Ashley. Ciao, tutti. And together we run Own Operate La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo and cooking school in Piovico, Italy, central Italy here. Beautiful little Piovico. We also have a marketing, what would you? Marketing, films, and consulting. No half measures. Doing the radio voice again. Doing the radio voice. I love the morning zoo. (laughs) Please don't do that. I won't. (laughs) Today is the 21st of September, a beautiful Wednesday morning. It is 8.27 in the a.m. We've gotten a little bit of chores done. Woke up early. The birds are chirping. Fat cats are sleeping. And Gaji's raring to go. Gaji is raring He's to disgusted go. we're doing a podcast instead of Jason out in the garden. <laughs> well, there's the gardens. Um, summer, late summer slipped, slipped very quickly into autumn, didn't it? Yes, it is. I w- would you say autumn's at our doorstep or has arrived? No, it's at our doorstep. I think this, so, too. The rest of the week is supposed to be nice. So um, the air has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, some of the earlier trees are starting to... Uh, uh, lose their leaves. We had a warm, wet September day uh, that felt like Seattle about a week ago. And then the air changed after that. And that warm kind of air, even if it was cloudy or rainy, moved on. And uh, there's that nip. And sure enough, right on time yesterday, beep, beep. Familiar honk of Pier Angelo delivering the wood. So yeah, the, oh, wood, the, 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 wood, the wood came. So that means that autumn is on its way. It's the, time to start stacking. The tomatoes are done. Uh, I pulled up the poles that hold up the tomatoes yesterday. The uh, peppers ha- didn't turn. I don't know what happened with the peppers. Yeah, this what year. the hell? They were tiny. I don't know what happened with the peppers this year. Well, not a good pepper year. The beans are done. No, if you see po- photos, uh, they're get- on Facebook or Instagram. Little insider note: they're going to be last year's photos. <laughs> the peppers. Um, how, the spicy, these spicy peppers, jalapenos and pepperoncini did really well. But um, yeah, the zucchinis done. The pumpkins did horrible. Um, Tomatoes did good. Yeah, they did really good. They did well. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about, we've got Brussels sprouts in this year. Yeah, I the, love the Cavallo Bruxelles. So the cabbages, are, all the cabbages we have down are looking really, really nice. They're they're healthy and strong. Um, they, let's see. So what do we have left in the garden now? We have all the cabbage families. So we have three types of head cabbage. We have the black cabbage or kale. We have... Kale? Uh, kale. We have... Um, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. We have two types of um, cauliflower, uh, fennel, and broccoli. We and the Romanesco? Ro- well, that's the two types of cauliflower. Oh, okay. Um, the Romanescos and the cauliflower, not broccoli family? I guess all so. in the cabbage family. Oh, okay, yeah, that's uh, true. They're all in the that's cabbage true. family. Um, then we have two types. Romanesco are those cool pointy ones, The guys. pointy, The pointy mm-hmm. cauliflowers. Um, green in color. Mm-hmm. They can be several different colors, but. They're normally kind of fluorescent-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have two types of radicchio, the long and the, the, the ones that form the ball. The one last night was so pretty. Yeah, and the um, – well, w- w- radicchio doesn't pe- – um, you don't have to cook it. If you pick it early or get it young, throw it in the salad, and it's still tender, and it gives a really nice, bittery, Cut crunchy. it really, um, like, 
thin slices because that and just kind of added in with the rest of your lettuce and stuff. It is beautiful. I love it. Now, most people know the hard ball radicchio that you see. Purple. The purple one. And that is, of course, radicchio. But there are a hundred types of radicchio from ones that are pale yellow with beautiful violet spots Mm -hmm. to long radicchio to lighter violets to – I mean there's a thousand different kinds and they range in – taste from very, very bitter and very fibrous to super soft and um, really sweet. Like the Radicchio di Treviso, the, um, that is really... That's a more kind of long purple with kind of ruffled edges. Ruffled tops. It's uh-huh. really pretty and delicate. And that you always see it with the, no, the, the like knob at the it bottom. It looks like a cork on the bottom. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know how they grow it. But it, it does really well just in that little area. In, of Treviso. In Treviso. We can't grow it here because we don't have the climate. But um, delicious, like sweet, not bitter at all. So... Um, and then other times you'll grill it, you'll cook it like in two ways to take Oh, well, that's a great point too. So, um, in order to cover up the bitterness, when you get the really bitter radicchios, you have to either cover it with fat or cover it with sweet. Um, and a third way to do that to, to kind of mask, mask the, um, bittery taste without adding an excessive amount of either one of those is dual cooking method. Either... Um, grilling it and then sauteing it or roasting it at a high temperature and then chopping it up and throwing it through the pan. Um, and then, of course, you still have to add, you know, fat to it. But it's not like, for instance, broccoli rab or chima di rapa. When you go to the restaurant, especially <laughs> in the Northeast, and you get broccoli rab, they just drown it in butter – or no, I'm sorry, um, olive oil, garlic, and <laughs> lemon. And it's because it's a bitter vegetable. So – when you just steam it and saute it, you have to just put a, or blanch it and saute it. You got to cover it with either fat or sweet, and they go the fat route. <laughs> Whereas if you do the dual cooking method, of course, there's all we drizzle it again, but it's much much less, and it's a more it's cleaner. So, it's cleaner. Yeah, and it, not to say pleasant, but I love it. It's delicious. Um, we also pair it with fatty things like cheese. So we'll make a radicchio crostini, and I'll grill it, saute it. Um, Normally, not a ton of olive oil, and then we'll put strachino on the crostini, and the strachino is like a soft, soft cow's, cow's milk, milk kind of thing. Amazing cream cheese, for, for a the, lack of a better yeah. example. Um, and though now the fat cuts the cuts the bitter, but it fat in a different way. Or you put it um, underneath the pork. Yes, or I pair it with a grilled meat, and. Um, the fat from the meat will cut the bitterness of this. So there's lots of ways to do it besides just dumping a ton of Thanks for that out. tip, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work on my radio voice again. Um, so the uh, other the autumn, other reasons we know it's autumn is we have started to see the uh, the cars along the road, which means that the uh, there's four – we talked about this last week, but there's four or five cars that we know that are like the serious mushroom hunter guys. God, he was talking about it last night. He was like, when you see Frankino, the Polentone, when you see his car, you know it's time. <laughs> he means business. It's funny because um, it's, since it's hunting season, also normally you get the just – cavalcade of like cars coming up and down the road it's been a little quiet but we have seen um at night the boar in giro which so, has been really cool yeah there's a lot of talk about everyone in the uh, uh, all of us in the valley here that there is a um 
pack of uh, is that the right word? Yeah, a pa- like a pack or a herd of between numbers rush go, range between twenty and forty. Soon it's going to be like there's a hundred and ten of them out there in the but pack. <laughs> we've definitely seen the pack. It's between um, the mm-hmm. uh, the other. If anyone who's been to our house, it's between the agriturismo about um, three where like the orchard is with all of the um, uh, walnuts. Uh, to the end of the valley, so about a 5K span. D- all the way down to where we would turn left to go to um, Apecchio or right to Sant'Angelo. And um, there's little ones and mama ones in front, and then we see the Vero, the big <laughs> black one. It's pretty cool, though, but it's really funny because it is. It's the talk of everyone, um, all of our neighbors. And have you seen the boar? Where are they now? And they're moving. They're covering some ground. But um, I, you'd always hear these stories, and I never believed it until we actually saw it. And they're out at about like 8.45, 9. And I think that's – I think also the porcupine are back The because – Jason noticed half of our tree of apples underneath where the apples have fallen. About half of it looked like it had been um, vacuum cleaned perfectly. <laughs> it was like you could see this dividing line of, wait, where did all the other apples go? And he was like, do you think it was the boar? I said, my God, no, because they would have just eaten everything and destroyed the front yard. It had to have been a pork or two. And Sure enough, I'm sure it was. We've got normally got a family that we, come by and clean up. We got <laughs> right great on. apples out of this one tree this year. The only pr- the problem with it is we don't there um apples, pears, grapes are really susceptible to a fungus that grows on them right as they're ripening. And if you spray, it kills the fungus and you're good to go. Uh we don't spray with anything. So you get a window of when the apples get, stop getting starchy and start getting sweet, and then the rain comes and sits on the apples and molds them up, and then the worms come. So, unfortunately, you know, we've gotten a good couple yeah, of... Yeah, we've made some pies and sauces and but desserts we're and talking hundred, oh like, my God. hundred kilos on the ground <laughs> kind of thing. And the, the over by that tree smells like someone's making cider. It totally does. That's like what I was going to say. fermenting apple. The chickens love it. The chickens uh, go over there and clean up a bunch, too. I think too. it's the worms that mm. are coming into the apples. But it just reeks like fermenting apples, and I know the animals like it. Because I woke up last – was it last year or two years ago? I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And I go – our our bathroom is down – We there's a little loft place where we live. So we I go downstairs, and of course, it, all the windows are open. So, you know, uh, I hear this. <laughs> and I freaking – the hell is that so i flip on the light and i see all these boars just take off into the bushes and i'm like oh my god they're just sitting under the apple tree just going to town mm-hmm. on the apples and there was all like the hoof prints in the yard and stuff it was a disaster <laughs> so no never a dull moment living, no living it's in the country country living baby oh my gosh what else is going on um let's see the festivals are going to start to begin the first of october Yes, always the kickoff with um, a pecchio with the beer and truffles. And I think we might have, we probably talked about this last week too, but the second weekend of October is the really fun one in Sant'Angelo with the uh, truffles and motorcycles. And it's the motorcycle rally where you'll get a whole mix of everyone in there from their Ducatis to their moto, BMWs, moto Guzzi's, and dressed. It's, it's we've talked about this before. It's called the Moto Reduno, and go back if you if you want to hear the whole thing. Go back to another podcast around probably around this time last year or the year before. But the thing I love about it is you think of a motorcycle rally in North America, and it's fat guys with leather on Harleys, and this is not that. This no. is 
like more of the racer bikes mm-hmm. uh, with skinny guys with leathers that gorgeous, you know, the full body leathers that fitted, fitted that your helmet matches your leathers, matches your bikes, the whole, the whole nine. There's a little bit of the Harley thing going on, but it's much more the Euro racer. And in the very non litigious, uh, uh, way of Italy. <laughs> um, if you bring your bike, you drink for free. So <laughs> that's my yeah, favorite yeah, part. They give you a cup and you get to go to all the cantinas for, and you, you, with that cup, you drink for free. So. That's my favorite part. Check out the video. I'm going to repost it on Facebook this week, I think. Um, but motorcycles and truffles in Sant'Angelo, it's my fave. Um, something interesting that's happened in the last year that we haven't really touched on, and, but we've seen a hard push is... Amazon has come oh. to Italy. Now, Amazon is probably you, – you've, <laughs> if you're listening, you've probably used Amazon for years, and you're like, what's the big deal? But it's a big deal because Amazon has started the same uh, uh, Amazon Prime, so they're really pushing the one-day free shipping, and they have everything, and they are undercutting anything I can find out here by, like, 30%. Yes. Um, my problem is, and I know you, and I know what you're thinking, oh, my God, it's going to happen in Italy, what happened in America. Yes. Whereas the small shop is going to go away. There's electronic stores here called, like, Troni. Oh, they're and, horrible. And uh, Euronics. Ugh. And I like to say they sell yesterday's brands at tomorrow's prices. Um, because <laughs> you walk to in, say that. I love to say it. Because you walk in, and it's like, um, you know, you do your research online, you walk into one of these places, and it's... Um, Seriously, it's like a VHS player. No, it's, no, well, no. I know. it's like you see the. It's like, man, this is two years ago's model. Why can't I find the model? It's because it's two years ago's, but the price is the same as what you're spending today. So it drives me nuts. And also, um, Italians in general have had, been wary about doing online purchases and giving online information because of privacy. But um, that being said. My most of my frustration with living in Italy, running a business, is sourcing things. And if you want to make wine or sausages or do anything that's in the Italian shop in bulk at times, or yeah, well, no, but like the things that you would think would be hard to find, like specialized tools for like oh, the oh. wine industry or or agri- like those things are no problem. But if it's out of the realm of w- just like in the kitchen, <laughs> if if you want to, if you're looking for things in the Italian kitchen, oh my God, it's everywhere. It, and really good quality and, and it's easy to find, but you get very, very near away from that. And it's seriously it's a disaster. <laughs> so the same thing is for here, for example, um, we're trying to organize, and the Rubbermaid makes these giant snapping totes that are really great, and they're deep and big, and you could put all that stuff in there and then stick it up in the garage, and water and bugs don't get into it, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing in Italy like that. They do have plastic totes, but they're cheap, and they're – well, they're cheap quality for a lot of money. You know, you can go to any hard, uh, any big store in America or even um, – um, Holland tar- or, Target, or, yeah, you know, and get these things for twenty dollars all day. Here they're fifty euros, and the quality's crap. And they all of them have cutouts on the sides for your hands <laughs> for the holders, and that defeats the purpose. <laughs> it drives me crazy. They'll have like holes on the top so you can drill it closed and totally seal it. But it's like, wait, it makes no sense. There's the hand slots on the side to carry it. What I don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> I've been. Looking forever for and these twice things. the freaking price. And twice the price. So um, 
um, just just electronics. Um, I mean, we've got guests coming, and they're bringing, we're going to be going to tr- trade their stay for these stupid totes. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, so Amazon's come along now, and you know you can find just about everything at a really good price and i'm interested to see how this will because italians uh, more than their wariness i would think more than their wariness of shopping online they like good they like low price and they love quality true i think i would think that it would almost affect the big names first like um trying in euronics like you're saying because i think that in the small towns the hardware store for people who don't still trust online shopping for the older generation who want to go and see the person or they I'll never forget the old lady who brought in her remote control for the TV to have them change the two batteries. <laughs> it's like you will still have that for sure. But um, I don't know. It, it's hard to not see the, the writing on the wall. Well, the thing is, I'll go to the I, just the hardware store because I've been dealing with this lately. And they'll say, oh, we don't have it. But you, I know the, the, another shop in Fairmignon, Fossombrone has it. And that's the only other place. And that's 40 minutes away. Um, or I can order it for you. So all he's going to do is pick up the phone and order it from wherever I would order it online and then just – Put on 30% or whatever. Well, so, I think a huge thing for the sourcing is not only the cost for you, is the time. The time. It's really the time. Um, so I run around this region looking for stuff all the time, and it's driving me absolutely insane. So, um, yeah, I think it'll affect these, these out-of-date big ones first because the small, the small hardware store still has a place here, the small, the small specialty store. Mm-hmm. But it maybe in 50, 10 years we'll I, I will see it's just interesting that there was nothing like that here even five years ago and now no. it's come on we just see it's just come on with such force there's advertising for amazon everywhere everywhere and i've started to use it a couple times and it's like oh man um well or it's funny you'll have someone like gaji who is starting to dabble in it by he won't go online to do it but jason you're good with the computer can you uh try to look his brake pads up for me or whatever yeah, it might be so, so here's an interest gaji needed new brake pads for his he's the only guy she just stop hissing <laughs> uh they, the the mechanic said I can order them for you. They're like two hundred euros, and Gaji goes, Jason, go to you because he knows I buy all the auto parts online and just give it to the mechanic because his price per hour of labor is great, but he he r- just kills me on the parts for my little crappy car. So we found his brake pads for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. So. Now Gaji kind of sees the value in doing something like that. So, yeah, he won't do it himself. No. But he'll have me do He's it. He's dabbling. He's dabbling. <laughs> Interesting. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we live in the third world of Europe. So it's, oh finally, it's, finally, it's finally coming. Oh, and didn't you see that how Italy had the worst internet? What oh, was well, that? that's a fact. We read an article how Italy has the, <laughs> the uh, slowest internet in europe and the least amount of people connected to that slow internet and, and the technology minister or whatever came out and said by like 2025 we'll be at whatever i don't remember it was 25 megabits per second I, i'm not a, i'm not getting this right and um the 
the uh, by 2025, and uh, the article pointed out that Sweden today has 45. <laughs> so where will Sweden be by 2025? Still twice as far ahead of us. <laughs> so you're so you're saying this will. So what you're saying is this is just going to continue for the uh, the future, the near future, distant which is future. which is why we say that the Amazon will be a slow burn, but it it's coming. It yeah, is. It is. You can't. Uh, you can't deal. You can't. It's just efficiency. It's just so much more efficient. All right, moving on. Um, visa. <sighs> or not visa, but permesso, permesso di soggiorno. So it's that time of year. Immigration. Yes. And um, classically, our, uh, I don't know, do you call it a green card? Our perm- permission to stay, our permesso di soggiorno, was uh, expired September 3rd. We had all of our paperwork in and beginning we, of we June. Were really good we were this super year. early. And, um, Still didn't show up. <laughs> Still didn't show. We get a text the other day that it should be ready on the 29th of September. So, not bad this year, not though. Bad. We only walked around with it expired for a month. Yeah. But um, what was great. Now, was now we- mind you, I say that. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. It's not like we ever get it in late because one thing we can't screw around with is immigration here. We have to stay on top of it. So, we always turn in our paperwork before our card expires. However, the Italian government seems to have more of a laissez-faire attitude towards when they... Re- Getting it back to you. We get it back to you. So if, When it is ready, it is ready. Yeah. If, <laughs> if Italy wants to take nine months to issue my card, I have to walk around with an expired card for nine months. In with- fact, I was submitting um, something for a new Partita Eva, a new um, uh, fiscal business tax code, and they needed your... Since, um, since I'm a... Uh, foreigner, they needed my permesso di soggiorno, and it says that it was expired, and he said, oh, that's no problem. And then they got back and said, we just need to see the, I said, do you need to see the new one when it comes? Because I'm still waiting for it, and I was getting nervous, and they said, no, no, no. Uh, we know it can take time. Just the receipt. Just a copy of the receipt was all that was so needed. So that's <laughs> all you need here. I think we talked about this, is you need the stupid receipt from the post office saying you paid for the new one. That's it. <laughs> that's good for... Like, a two years, I think. <laughs> so, Ours will be here, hopefully, with no complications, knock on wood, on the uh, 28th. Well, there minute. shouldn't be, because you uh, oh, grease the wheels right. a little. So, little fun thing about Italy. It's all about personal relationships. So now It that, really is. It really is. Now that we've been here in eight, nine years. Going on 10 this winter. We see the same stern guy at the... The bald-headed, yeah. yeah. the same two guys in the immigration office. At in, the Questura. At the Questura in Urbino. Now for going on almost 10 years. So yeah, and the Questura is at the police station. Yeah, they are part of the air. Yeah. Um, these, well, some people have no idea. These men do not warm to foreigners quickly. Um, <laughs> I don't really think it matters whether you're American, African, or from Timbuktu. You get the same stern – you get no smiles and the same stern look. So finally, uh, after all these years, he says, oh, c- come on, eh. Ah, Candeliano. Oh, yeah, we go there once a week to check up on the refugees down the road. I guess they just roll by, give them the stink (laughs) eye to let them know we got an eye on you guys. Um. (laughs) We were like, oh, we'll come. He was like, next time I'm in the area, we'll drive by. So I said, yeah, we're always there. Stop by, have a coffee. So thinking maybe they will, maybe they won't. Well, sure enough, about two months later, on a Saturday, you get out of the car in plain clothes and he, he comes up, smiles, ciao, buongiorno. You don't remember me, do you? 
That's because I am not in my in my costume and I have a beautiful smile because I am in the countryside. <laughs> totally different guy. I was like, oh my god, it's the Carvinari who just gives me the stink eye. I know he's always pretty nice to me, but the other guy oh, he was with is the really grumpy one who I never see really talk. He doesn't look up from his computer. He just kind of grunts commands at you and yet they were both just chill the the other one had like his fanny pack on ready (laughs) so they come walk around we chat for a minute we offer them a coffee they're impressed with the garden the garden it was a uh this was in august so it was a you know a beautiful morning out so we sat outside under the shade for a couple of minutes and um talked about the garden and you know they obviously you know everyone has a garden so he was saying how whatever whatever his tomato. I don't remember what I think it was. I think it was the tomatoes. Whatever. Well. So I throw together a, um, you know, a nice basket of tomatoes and whatever was, was that I picked that morning. We got tons of it coming off the garden. And I think he didn't really want to take it because he's a, you know, it's yeah. a, he was a little trepidation. I'm like, listen, it's just a bunch of vegetables. Take <laughs> the vegetables. There, and here's the thing to get a talent. Well, those kind of, here's a secret to get people to take a gift when it's, there, it's not a gray area, but you know, it's like I. Uh, it's a little grease in it, it's a, but it's. Here's not. what you say: It's not for you. This is for your wife, or for your kids, or for your mother, or this is for your fam. This is not for you. This is for your family for lunch, or for your wife for lunch, or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're giving them. And um, I learned it from Fushiani because he was grease. I won't. I won't have to. <laughs> He Don't was, do it. I won't tell, but he was greasing <laughs> Don't someone. Don't blow him up. I won't blow him up. Oh, he was, somebody. <laughs> he was greasing someone, and he ha- was giving him a bunch of prosciuttos and salamis and all this stuff. And the guy's like, no, no, I can't take this. I can't take it. No, 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 no. And he said, it's not for you. It's for your mother. And that was it. And he said, you wouldn't want to uh, – your mother loves prosciutto and whatnot, doesn't she? Yes. Well, you wouldn't want her to not have this. This is beautiful prosciutto. <laughs> this, is, this is so beautiful. This is not for you. This is for your mother. So guy takes it. So that must be the magic words. So, for your uh, mother. So, so long story short, um, yeah. And I was in the kitchen the whole time thinking we were in the middle of doing something. And it was like, what the hell is he doing out there? And why is he forcing this – freaking vegetable basket on this guy and i was, had no the, idea so he takes the thing they say thank you they leave ashley's like what you know what was that i goes that is the best investment i've ever made in my entire life those vegetables will pay off tenfold for the neck until we have our citizenship exactly three weeks later we get a text from him no phone call was it a phone call yeah he okay. called it was a phone call from him personally Ciao, thank you for the vegetables, blah, 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 blah. Your permeso di sojourno will be here on the 29th of September. Come on in at 4 o'clock. See you then. Grazie mille. Nine years. This has never happened. <laughs> this, we will get a letter sometimes two or three days after our appointed time, mm-hmm. uh, which is the way that the, also when they, um, the customs are uh, controlling oh, your box for, the for, for mail. For mail, they will send you a letter Everything. saying you must respond to this by X date, which was three or four days ago. So <laughs> every single time. <laughs> excuse me. So we got a personal phone call. We got a beautiful afternoon date. No crazy, you know, eight in the morning or you know, right before dinner. You know, six thirty in the afternoon. Nope. So that is a great little example of how Italy works and how important it is, especially out here in the countryside 
personal relationships. It's also um, sometimes advantageous to use what you got in the sense of when you go to the um, Coldo Ready is our farmers union out here. And gosh, early on, we got onto this. <laughs> I, maybe it was after one of the first times we went. Cold already, um, when you go to the farmer's union, it is filled with um, people with about three teeth and no one under the age of 66 or so. And I'll tell you what, that parking lot's full of Panda 4x4s. <laughs> and so if you walk in there with what we affectionately call a booby shirt, things are going to get done. And you're going to get noticed. And... They're going to call you when your paperwork's in. They're going to shoot you personal emails. And it works every time. And it's, it's amazing. Well, normally, what's the system of getting an appointment at Cold Ready? How do you have to do it? Oh, my God. It's horrific. You have to go in there before they open. The doors open at 830, and you better be there by 815, waiting outside. And maybe 845, they'll open the door. And then you go inside, and hopefully you were the first one there. Normally someone else is in front of you that you've been talking to about tractors or who knows, or the immigrant, or the refugiati, or who knows what they're talking about. Then you wait in this, like, school-style hallway. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, a weird school hallway with just, like, some chairs lined up and you're waiting to go into the principal's and office. Yellowing posters from 10 years oh ago. Oh, my God. And, and, and when they use English, it's hysterically wrong. Party for farmers or <laughs> no farmers, no party. I have no idea what that means. And... um And you just wait. And everyone starts asking who's waiting for who and... It's a luck of the draw. The person, the, it oh. could take five minutes or it could take <laughs> an hour, an and, hour half. and a half. If they're writing a contract, you wait. I mean, they write the contract right there and the sign it and the whole nine. And it can be an hour for one person. But sometimes Alessio pops his head out and sees me and then goes, oh. What did you need? Come right over real quick. And he'll slide me off to the side. I'm quick. I'm easy. I'm not there to bust chops. He normally, I'll shoot him an email about what I need beforehand. But, man, a boob shirt goes a long way out here. So we learned that early and often that you send, because if it was, if I, traditionally, it should be me going. Oh, my gosh, for sure. I mean, Pierangelo, the farmer, won't talk to me about how much the wood costs. I, can, I can't give the guy a check or cash to save my life to pay him off, but um, you got to know your audience. Go to the farmer's union. It's just a little, you know, Send you Ashley. Brighten, brighten your day a little bit. And, oh, how you doing? Da, da, da. I like it. <laughs> know your audience. Know your audience. Oh, my God. And speaking of, Jason was so excited because he recently got a pair of Carhartt um, overalls. Coveralls. Well, overalls, yeah. And he has been rocking them every time he goes to the hardware store because he thinks he gets more respect. And yesterday he decided to accessorize. And that means putting like a... (laughs) He was looking for like an awesome pencil and um, tape measure. And I think he put an X-Acto knife in there. No, the the box opener. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing that fit. I noticed when I and wore like a stained shirt. I was like, your shirt it looks like it's got coffee stains down the front. And he was like, I know. <laughs> I thought, oh my God. So um, I have a problem with, um, especially this time of year when I go from shorts to pants, is jeans just get caught up on 
fencing, and you rip jeans. Levi's just, just gets destroyed. And Levi's you are, bust out the knees a lot. I bust out the knees because um, I kneel down. So I know a lot of people who know about this are like, yeah, no duh. But Carhartt is <laughs> a type of um, work, like construction worker pants and jackets and like double thick knees. I think knees that they're and, like they're, – they got on their website said something like – Black strong coffee in the morning before work, <laughs> beers and brews with the guys at night, or something like that. For that, something. Like that. <laughs> but um, the pants, like they're not to go out in. They're not to. No, they're work. They're work pants, but they're super comfortable and they're they're really great. No, but Jason's going out in them. <laughs> <laughs> I did wear them to town the other day, but uh, I got pants and I got the overalls and I want to get whole coveralls, but. Um, feel really like a big i feel like a real workman and i noticed when i walked into the uh the a hardware store i don't normally go to i got real good attention like a guy came right over what too oh yeah, he's like oh this guy's a, like normally they kind of they can tell i'm a foreigner and i'm Jesus usually in like, like crazy shorts and a te- like ripped t-shirt. basketball shorts yeah but this time i walk in and boot like work boots and and, and overalls he means business <laughs> He did. He did. He gave me respect. <laughs> so yesterday I was going back to the hardware store I normally go to, and I decided to see if it worked, but it didn't because they know me already. No, and I think they teased you for playing with all the tools. <laughs> Are you done touching everything, sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Oh, um... I want to thank um, – well, I want to thank two people in particular, and they know who they are, who uh, emailed me about um, projects I could do with my vertical shaft uh, uh, motor, motor from the rider. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm probably not going to do anything because I don't have the room or the uh, – but I will – what I think I'm going to do is just find a um, – a rider, a riding lawnmower that's dead that someone blew the engine on and swap them out because I don't have time to make a hovercraft or the sh- the room or the know-how. No, but you sure like... I sure you- like wasting my time oh, looking online about it. Oh, my God. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. But I have started uh, started getting good tools. My hand tools are terrible, like screwdrivers and sockets and all that. So I'm done buying cheap crap and gonna buy good tools and there's another hobby that costs a lot of money i know tools are expensive what are you gonna do what are you gonna do we live in the country you need them you do so shall we do a little um food talk yeah this this week we wanted to talk a little bit about what um things what's going on in the kitchen a little bit and aside from the giant oh oh do you want to talk about – oh, LTM present – okay, at, at the, the end. end. Okay, aside from the jarring and preserving that we're doing with the tomatoes and the peppers and all of that stuff, um, some, one thing I'm going to try to force my guests this autumn to eat is more rabbit. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rabbit. It's, well, it's the Easter bunny. The Easter bunny. <laughs> come on. Let's be – let's – come on. Get real. Rabbit is something that's maybe hard to find for you, but – um, ask a butcher, and I'm sure that the, it's not hard for them to find. Um, it's super lean. It's um, full of protein. It tastes very similar to chicken if you have never had it. Um, and it's really, really nice. It's a really light, white, lean meat. And um, couple, um, But a little bit of uh, – it's a, not difficult to cook. You just have to keep some things in mind. Because it's a lean, white meat, it doesn't have a lot of fat. It dries out kind of easily. So most of the recipes you'll find will be – 
uh, a stew of rabbit or rabbiting um, umido in in some kind of liquid like braised, um, or it, they will wrap the rabbit in. The recipe will be for it wrapped in some kind of fat, either pork fat or bacon or something like that. Um, if you try to just grill rabbit or um, roasted rabbit like a like you would roast a chicken, let's say tends to come out dry. You can barbecue it, but you have to kind of cook it quick and know what you're doing, and it's best to um, um, debone it, I would think. Like, if you want to cook a rabbit leg on the barbecue, it's going to end up kind of being dry before it's really cooked. That, um, if you don't wrap it in a fat. Um, it's really um, common to find out here. When you're going to grocery stores or markets or butchers, um, quite often you'll see rabbit um, in the even just in the display case, almost always with the head on as well. Fun fact, the rabbit will have the head on because back in the day they would kill cats. And because the cat, the body of a cat is very similar to that of a rabbit. They'd skin them, chop them up, and you really couldn't tell the difference. So now... Whenever you see rabbit, it always has the head on to let you know that it's really a rabbit. Gross. <laughs> That's just a god. But so you talked about – we talked about why you should try rabbit, um, how you should try rabbit in the sense of the style of the cooking. Skip the barbecue. Stick to more of the ways to keep it nice and moist. Can you give us a good example? Give us one of your favorites. Um, I know you just did – well, normally you do the braised. Uh, normally I do a, ra- a braised rabbit in uh, vinegar and um, – Sage and garlic. Um, you can also do it, and that's in pieces. That's in pieces. You can also do it in um, in tomatoes. Um, so like cacciatore, like a hunter style. Is the very, other day very you popular. did just the legs, the back legs. Yeah, the other day I did the back legs because I didn't want to deal with all the little. No, here but that they, was really nice. I liked it. Here they cut up a rabbit in pieces, the loin just straight down. So when they chop it up with the big giant knife, a lot of the times the small rib bones will. It's more of an eat it. I think that's why people a lot of the times here, it's not that they don't like the rabbit. It's that it's hard to eat. It's a country dish. You pick it up and you just suck the meat off the uh, (laughs) Um, And it's freaking delicious. But I think um, especially when it's like we do it for cooking classes and it's groups of people together. No one wants to. No one wants to be the person. Be that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's absolutely delicious. So you'll see it in umido, like in in liquid, either white. Uh, either something in, uh, like white wine or, or vinegar or or in um, tomatoes and stuff like that. And you did like, like fennel with um, something with the I did it with wild like, fennel. Um, wild fennel. One way they do do it out here is in uh, Cornelio in the style of porchetta um, where they'll stuff it with a whole bunch of like they'll stuff it with a paste of fat and herbs and all that. And they'll uh, – I don't know if they – I don't think they wrap it in prosciutto, no. But I know they keep basting the rabbit throughout the cooking process with that fat that – that comes down uh and that's a way to roast it so again they're curing the the way to cure the the drying out is to constantly baste it in fat and that's delicious the french do rabbit um of course confit of rabbit and Mm. that is braising it in its in 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 fat and they'll um put it under put the rabbit legs under salt and herbs and garlic in a press so that presses the water out and then they'll put it into a casserole with fat like all the way to the top like boiling it and then put it into the oven at a very, very low temperature, and it almost poaches in fat. What about when you when we had um, the French style with beans on toast? That yeah. was, I think, braised because it was just shredded. Okay. So it probably it was probably braised in some way. That so was so good you'll, too. <laughs> you'll find it a lot of ways like that. Most of the time, it'll be seared, 
and then braised and either finished on the stovetop or finished in the oven. But check it out. Give it a shot. Give seriously. Give Rabbit a try. Um, or at the very least, when you're traveling to Italy next, give it a shot. Or if you see it on a menu, give it a shot. Most likely, you'll find in your grocery store, unless you live in a hunt, uh, community, rural community, they'll have it, is frozen rabbit. All right. Say la vie. It's not the end of the world. But, you know, especially if you're on a, if you're on a uh, diet where you want high, lots of protein and, and not a lot of fat in it. It's tons of protein. It's really, really good. I thought that was gaudy. I thought I heard the door downstairs. No, I think it was the wind. He likes to barge in and just go, hey, ladri. <laughs> hey, not thieves. Um, so let's talk about what's coming up. Um, we are we are ahead of the, we're going to try to stay ahead of the game this year. So we are going to get our 2017 program for La Tavola Marque out before we end the season. It's already up, baby. Oh, it's already up. Look at Ashley. At least – most of it. <laughs> There's still a few details to come, dot, dot, dot. So we are here at Kakamone through the end of 2017. We Kakamone, are going nowhere. Yep. Sorry to talk over you. The, the same old farmhouse that we were from the very beginning. So we're here for one more year, and then we switch it up. But, yes, we wanted to get everything out early so you guys could start planning your calendar for next year, too. And um, we've talked about, like Jason said earlier, some of the pickle preserve confit course we're going to do. Um, we're getting the gelato machine, which we're super excited about. Oh, another one um, that has just been confirmed is we're going to start a dinner with a winemaker series. And the first one will be this October, date to be announced, um, with yeah. Luca from Terra Cruda. And it's great because this is going to be your opportunity to have a... An intimate dinner, just a, <laughs> a like just a laid back dinner at our in our farmhouse with a real Italian um, family style winemaker, like small style industry where they're not doing you know their biggest wine they do two thousand some bottles of, and you can ask we're picking winemakers that speak a little English so that way you can really ask them the questions and they can really understand and reply versus always having a translator back and forth. And or when they're at work. Like- or when they're at work and they've got stuff to do. So for him, he's super excited because he was like, yeah, tell me the date and I'd love to come. And so what we're going to do is a um, wine pairing with dinner and Jason will even incorporate wine into some of the dishes as well. And then a lovely dinner with the winemaker and you have your opportunity to ask your questions, find out about their production, taste their wines and get to know, uh, I told you someone's downstairs, <laughs> um, get to know a new local, well new for you, but a Marque winemaker. So I think it'll be a really cool thing that we're going to be doing. Um, also, we are super excited um, to announce that No Half Measures, our consulting side, will be presenting a workshop at La Tavola Marque. Ooh, get that, putting them together. And we are going, we don't have a good title for it yet, so work with us here. But it's going to be a three or four day workshop for people who are looking to move to Italy and want to open a bed and breakfast or hospitality business. And a small business mm-hmm. in Italy. It doesn't have to be in the food sector. No, our specialty is obviously customer service and hospitality. But this is going to be your opportunity to come out and learn from the best guys. 
I'm just joking. This is a great time to, if you've been dreaming of moving to Italy to start a business, this will be your opportunity to come out and ask questions. Have a taste. Have a taste. Um, have um, kind of the reality check of it too. We're going to be super honest. It's not going to be sugar-coated, but it's going to be... Um, full of our experiences here. We were going to um, kind of do little TED Talks in the afternoons as our workshops and have um, Fabio, our commercialista, come in and talk about tax structure and starting a business and how you do that. And um, we'll, have a, we'll have one um, some of our friends who um, own other businesses in, in more of the uh, small businesses in hospitality and um, food. food. Um, what's it like to be in more of a uh, town or a, or a city like like a huge city like Rome, and how is their experience different from that of ours? Because it is it's night and day. It's totally night and day. So it's going to be a focus on um, the business side. We'll talk a little bit about housing and real estate, um, marketing operations. Of course, a bit on oh. hospital. The, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I've been on hospitality, culture, and the life of um, both being an expat and running a business as an expat. Um, understand your clients and what it's like to be a small business owner. I think that we'll have a lot to cover. All your questions will be answered for sure. And it's a good way if you've always, always if you're no matter where in the process you are, whether you've really done a lot of research and you've got things on paper and you're going forward or if it's just something you've been kicking around for ever and think it would be you know it's a good it's a it's a small investment to get a lot of information i think i totally agree and we'll keep it to about 10 people and i think it'll be great and we'll give you an absolutely a slice of what it's like if you are interested in the bnb innkeeper life you will see what it really looks like and i think that um I'm exci- I don't know. I'm really excited to put this together. So we're looking at doing this in the early spring, and we'll keep you guys posted. Much more to come on this. Um, yeah, if you're interested, contact Ashley. Yeah, you can shoot me an email at info well, at hold on. NH- Let's okay. be done. Oh, all right. So you just wrap all right. Let's. Right. I'm getting hungry too. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a good place to end. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us and downloading. We I make no promises about when the next one will be. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> we got a lot of work coming up. The uh, s- the second half of the season really get, oh, yeah. gets into fifth it's gear. Up. It's, it's revving up here pretty soon. So I can probably guarantee you not one for at least a couple of weeks. No. Happy Halloween, you guys. That'll be the next time. <laughs> all right. Bring us home. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find all of our farm in and cooking school details for La Tavola Marque at L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. And you can find us there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at La Tavola Marque. If you're looking for consulting on moving to Italy or you would like film work done out here, you can find us at info at uh, or sorry about that. You can find us at nhmblog.com or info at nhmfilms and always on Instagram at Ashley Bartner. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Ciao. Sentire Media. 
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.